The noise behind me, a train station, bus station, shopping mall, Krakow, Glowny, the main train station in Krakow, Poland, where the most refugees by train from Ukraine are stopping or passing through on their way to safety all over Europe. Here in Poland, at this train station in the second largest city, thousands are passing through every day. Moms spreading blankets surround me for their children to sleep, eat free food, and make plans where to go next. An army of volunteers showing up to help every day. Some of the children crying, many of the children holding stuffed animals, leaving behind the only lives they've ever known. Resolved on the faces of mothers until you talk with them and asked who they left behind. Then emotions break through. You know what they're thinking. Their goodbyes might be final. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. A war rolls on, but Christ still reigns. This is Haven Today, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And I'm Charles Morris, broadcasting from Krakow, Poland. Starting this program from the main train station where the most refugees are passing through. With me, my colleague Dan Warren, who has spent the past couple of days in this massive place. Dan, share your thoughts with us here. Sure, Charles. It was just overwhelming to see the number of people, uh, you know, families, mostly uh, mothers and their children, sitting on the floor eating sandwiches, which they'd received from food banks, Uh, There are a number of places within the train station where you can go for temporary shelter and to receive food, water. Uh, It was just remarkable to see how many people were there. I would say a couple of thousand people moving through the train station, some going on already to other cities, many not sure where to go and finding refuge here in Krakow. We spoke with a Pole who had come with his family uh, from Germany to share food with the refugees at the food bank. I spoke with him and he was holding a crate full of sandwiches, about four loaves worth of sandwiches. Uh, he was on his way to deliver them to the food bank. And when we started talking, uh, by, the time, by the time we were done, the crate was empty. And he was moved to tears. He said it's just so uh, heartbreaking to him to see so many families here suffering. So he's been coming every day multiple times to the train station to bring food, to bring sweets for the children, as he put it. And it's just, um, it's really encouraging to me as we've been here in Poland to see uh, just the hospitality of the people here. It's incredible. You spent a few hours wandering around this train station, visiting with refugees, visiting with people helping refugees. Give me another story. Sure. It was amazing to see so many people coming uh, to just do what they could. Uh, We were next to a temporary refuge, um, a temporary shelter in the train station. And there was this young lady uh, who was making balloon animals for children. And next to her was her friend who was doing face painting, which might sound a little out of place in a refugee situation, but this was Anita. She's from here in Krakow, a young woman, and she had been watching the news nonstop. She said she had become very depressed, and she decided she needed to get out and help however she could. And she makes balloon animals, so she came to the train station uh, to give balloon animals to children. And I told her, you know, you're giving balloon animals, but what you're really doing is giving away smiles to these kids. Uh, we spoke with a man who was actually a tour guide at Auschwitz. He was from uh, Catalonia, near Barcelona, Spain. 
We spoke with him in English and in Spanish, and uh, he said he was about to fly home when everything happened, and he canceled his flight. So he looked like he looked like he hadn't uh, showered or rested in quite a while. He was wearing a, a neon vest as a volunteer, and he was running around helping people find their way to buy a ticket, find their way to the food banks, handing out water. He had a case of water under his arm as we spoke. It was really heavy to be around so many people uh, with heavy hearts, but at the same time, it was uh, it was really encouraging to see. Uh, the people of Poland and around the world uh, giving from their heart to the refugees. Dan Warnt, part of our team and our Spanish speaker for El Faro de Redención, also broadcasting from Poland. More to come. A Christian mother who made her way with her son out of Ukraine to a church in Warsaw. We'll turn to God's word on this program called Christ Reigns. And we will also talk about praying boldly, then giving boldly in the name of Jesus. But first... Let's open the program with Keith and Kristen Getty. What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone, Christ alone. What is our only confidence? That our souls to Him belong. Who holds our days within His hand? What comes apart? from his command and what will keep us to the end the love of Christ in which we stand oh sing
listening to Haven Today, and we're broadcasting from Krakow, Poland. I'm Charles Morris, and thank you for joining me on this program called Christ Reigns. We opened with Christ Our Hope in Life and Death by Keith and Kristen Getty. Before reaching Krakow, we were in Warsaw. We visited Ukrainian Bible Church, which is housed at First Baptist in downtown Warsaw. What a work is going on there and in countless other churches. Feeding and finding homes for a hundred a day, a thousand in just the past few days by one church. Support coming from Mission Eurasia. I met a woman at the church whose name is Olga, a Christian who fled with her son and made her way to this church. Olga, how did you find your way to this church from Kiev? Uh, we uh, took train from Kiev to Helm, and then we um, uh, uh, the volunteer help, helped us uh, with the train to Warsaw. Do, do you have family with you, or are you by yourself? I uh, went mis- with my son. And who did you have to leave behind? Uh, my mother, my brother, and my husband. Why did you come to a church to seek help? Um, because I uh, visited the, the church in uh, Kiev, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, close to me to be with brothers and sisters. So you're a Christian then? Yes, right. How are you praying right now for the war? What are you praying? Of course, we pray all for peace in Ukraine, in Russia. Yes, I hope that there will be peace in our country. Thank you very much, Olga. God be with you. Bless you in the name of Jesus. You too. A woman named Olga at a church in downtown Warsaw. Now, let's pause for a moment. Is God calling you to help in this storm of war? Would you like to help people be fed with bread and also the bread of life? We're raising funds for Mission Eurasia. Not a dime for Haven. Every dollar for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. A $50 food box feeds a family of five for a week. Call us right now. Tell us how much for Ukraine and how much for Haven Ministries, and we will honor your request. Our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. This is a program coming from Krakow, Poland, a program called Christ Reigns, and the war keeps getting worse in Ukraine. In southern Ukraine, in the city of Mariupol, The city council has posted a video of a devastated children's and maternity hospital. They say it was Russian forces dropping bombs from the sky. But despite the horrors of war, we have met so many faithful brothers and sisters over the past few days. Brothers and sisters who have risked their lives to leave a war zone or also help others. Some have lost family members already. Some had family that weren't allowed to leave. Others have been drafted into the Ukrainian military before they could get out. So many heartbreaking stories, but so many stories of hope as well. These faithful brothers and sisters have not lost their hope in the Lord. They have kept the faith even in the midst of the horror of war. They know the Lord. They know that he is bigger than this conflict, and they know 
that he is mighty to save. In real time, they've learned and trusted in Christ who reigns now. So they pray, and we pray with them, big, bold prayers. And we are praying with them, praying that the Lord draw near to them, praying that he take care of them. And we have every reason to expect the Lord to hear and answer our prayers. When Israel was suffering in slavery under the heavy hand of Pharaoh, they cried out to the Lord. And we're told in Exodus, the Lord saw their suffering and he remembered his covenant promises to them. He heard their cries. He knew. He knew their pain. And we know how the story goes. The Lord came down. He intervened and he protected his people. And he brought them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Pharaoh thought he was king, but the Lord reigns over every king on planet Earth. When we watch this news unfold in Ukraine, as Russia continues with its aggression, we might be tempted to feel helpless. Russia is too strong, or things are just too chaotic. What can we do? We can't forget that Jesus reigns over all things even now. That Jesus sees this. He hears the cries of those who are suffering and those who are resisting. And he knows them. After the Lord brought them out, the Lord wouldn't let Israel forget. In Exodus 22, after the Lord gave Israel the Ten Commandments, remember what he told them? You shall not afflict any widow or orphan. Widows and orphans were especially vulnerable in the ancient world. Children are generally seen as burdens, and women typically had no means to provide for themselves. A child without a father was a child without an inheritance. A widow had trouble finding a husband later. But the Lord is a father, we're told, of the fatherless. He is a protector of the widows. Remember Hagar and Ishmael? Hagar was not a widow. But she was banished from the family of Abraham after Sarah decided she couldn't stay. That meant Hagar was without a husband. Ishmael was without a father. But the Lord found them in the wilderness, and he protected them. Israel was suffering, but the Lord stepped in. And now the Lord was calling his people to be like him, to care for the fatherless, to protect the widow. Do not afflict the vulnerable. That was the call, and that's our call today. It forces us to consider our ways of life. Who are you concerned about right now? Are you only concerned about yourself and maybe your comfort? Or are you concerned about the weak and vulnerable in this world? How would you know? A good test is to ask yourself how you pray. Are your prayers filled with complaints about your own life or... Are you praying for those who are suffering and vulnerable, those nearby and those in Ukraine? As you watch this war play out on the news cycle, are you praying for those who are suffering there? Are you praying for those who have lost fathers and husbands or those who have even lost children in the conflict? Are you asking the Lord to stand with the afflicted? Big questions. And they're questions that are just to start with. But one thing is certain. The Lord Jesus reigns over the world even now. 
And because he reigns, we can be bold in our prayers for the vulnerable and the weak of the world. He is the father to the fatherless. He's the protector of the orphan, and he welcomes the stranger. It was the night that Jesus was betrayed into the hands of the leaders, and he was speaking to his disciples in the upper room. The Passover meal had already ended, and Jesus was telling his disciples what was about to happen. He was going to die. He was going to be spit on, flogged, beaten, abused, and then crucified to death. And then he was going to go away. He was talking about his resurrection and ascension, but the disciples thought he was talking about his burial. They were sad. They were scared. And Jesus knew that. So he told them something else. Listen to his words from John 14. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. I will not leave you as orphans. A promise so many I've spoken with this week in Poland have found hope in this. The Lord Jesus does not leave his people as orphans. Orphans are abandoned, or they are the victims of tragedy. They have no protection, no inheritance. But Christ promises not to leave us like that. He promises to be with us, that by faith and by his Spirit, we can know he is dwelling inside us. He will not leave us as orphans. He protects his people. He makes sure we have an inheritance, an eternal blessing that belongs to us because of him. He will not leave us. So we pray. We pray that the Lord draw near to so many fleeing here to Poland and other countries in Western Europe from Ukraine. We pray that the Lord draw near to so many in Russia suffering from the sanctions and confused about what really is happening right now. Their media is not telling them in Russia. We pray above all that the Lord would be exalted that his love and care for his people would ring clear throughout the world. And we pray that he remind us of who we are, those of us who have faith in Jesus, beloved sons and daughters of the King, called to live our lives to his glory. He will not leave us as orphans, but he will intervene and protect us and make sure we inherit his eternal blessing. He is our hiding place. In a time of trouble, in a time forlorn, there is a hiding place where hope is born. In a time of danger, when our faith is proved, there is a hiding place where we are loved. There is a hiding place, a strong protective space where God provides the grace. 
place and you are my hiding place here on this haven today called christ reigns i'm charles morris in krakow poland if you're like me you want to help but you may be asking how you can help well we're asking every listener to this program to not only themselves but encourage others to pray boldly and give boldly to make a difference god hears our prayers god uses our gifts. We're raising funds for Mission Eurasia out of Wheaton, Illinois. They are the most equipped, already-on-the-ground ministry I know of in Eastern Europe, helping to feed the displaced and share Jesus at the same time. Sergei Rikuba heads up Mission Eurasia. We've been on the ground together this week. He's just now moved to Moldova. I asked him, to describe how food in Ukraine is being distributed. So we as Mission Eurasia, we launched our I Care Ukraine Now project, and the main focus to provide food, medical assistance, and shelter to people. Uh, in one box, there is enough food for a family of four to five uh, to sustain a family of about four to five people for at least one week. So in the basic kind of food, you know, grain, bread, butter, uh, oil, uh, uh, spam, uh, and, uh, you know, noodles. And so that's enough for a family of four to five people uh, to survive for at least one week. And right over this border there, we have a tent and people who stay in line there for hours and some days, you know, days waiting for permission to cross the border. That's where they're ministering to them, providing food, providing spiritual comfort. In that tent, they call that, that's the tent of comfort. They offer uh, counseling, you know, so they distribute scripture there, but mainly providing food, 
for those refugee families there on, on the Ukrainian side. Mission Eurasia's Sergei Rakuba. Remember again, not a dime for Haven. Your gift to Ukraine goes to Ukraine. And we ask you to make it clear how much you're giving to Ukraine and how much to Haven Ministries, and we will honor your instructions. But right now, pray boldly and then give boldly by calling 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online and look at the video we've shot and the pictures we've uploaded on our Live Faith Update. Just go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll be sharing together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. I remember some of our hopes and dreams for the future. Decades back, there was talk of flying cars and a colony on the moon. Some of those things may be getting closer to reality, but a peaceful world without disease or suffering hasn't come to pass. Compared to our dreams, the future is a disappointment. But in the book of Zechariah, the Lord declared that in the future, people from many nations would become his people. And then he said this, Be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he's roused himself from his holy dwelling. And you know, that is coming to pass. The gospel is going to the ends of the earth. And we can be still, because the future doesn't depend on us. Anchor Devotional, available in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.